0: Welcome to episode 52 of the Flames Fancast. It's great to be back, and the Flames have been in absolutely stunning form of late. We only have a single loss in 2020, and we've put together a five-game win streak in the previous, uh, well, seven games, I think it is. And uh, things have been going well. There's a lot that's been happening on the ice for the Flames, especially with the Oilers game, and I think we're going to jump right into it right there. So, I mean, where do you want to begin with that?
1: Do we want to start with talking about the Oilers game? or?
0: Yeah, I do. I mean, okay. I, I just said that we were going to do that, so yes.
1: I know, but the, the thing is, like, you start off this whole thing robotically. Like, welcome to the Flames FanCast. It's been uh, this has been a long time since we had a, lo- a last episode, and we've only had one loss in the last six games. But uh, I can't fucking keep up with you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm it's only it's like, only like my
0: 50-second one, so I think I'm all right at ironically, it Ironically,
1: I only listen to you 52% of the time, so there you go. <laughs> um, Let's start off with the Oilers then. Wow. Can we start off with the Oilers? You're joking right now. <laughs> Did you plan this? No. You watched not at all. me. I you, had you, absolutely you literally no watched idea.
0: me a minute ago like make the agenda, and that was the first thing on it. And you didn't say anything, but then we go right yeah. into recording, and you're just like, uh-huh, here we go. Maybe, I'm gonna maybe, get him. Maybe
1: this is that 48% where I'm not listening to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oilers.
0: Listen, let's start with the hits on Cassian from Kachuk. Okay, the kind of plays Let's where get right into it. every D rate NHLer came off their couch and had something to say about it. Scotty Upshaw, I'm looking at you. And
1: every, uh every D rate fan on the Oilers as well. Do they have A rate fans? They got C rate I mean, fans. A, a, no, okay. We yeah. know we know one who's a B. <laughs> what a compliment. That's, know what we're talking. that's the greatest thing. He knows who who he is? He probably stopped listening to us a while ago. Um and D rate uh journalists. Mark Spector. Man, this guy. Has anyone read his Twitter feed after that game? It's just hilarious. If you guys need a laugh, if somebody kicked you in the balls one day, that's, that's one way to fix that. Um, okay, the hits. How many were clean? Uh, How many th- I mean,
0: I mean, at the end of the day, the Department of Player Safety ruled those hits as safe and clean. There was no discipline on Kachuk for those hits.
1: So he had three hits. Three big hits. Two
0: of which knocked Cassian's helmet off. Right. The first hit. Clean or not clean? You, for, you for, need
1: to tell me because... For I'm, me
0: tonight, this is the... I'm all over the Kachuk wagon, man. It's clean. Okay. I mean, he's... he's they, they're all clean to me.
1: So the first one is the one that was probably the most up for debate. Because people are saying that, like, he got... There was the one the, where he got... It was really close to his head. Is that the first one? Yeah, that's the first one. Where he, where he kind uh, of That's took the most the questionable
0: one, too. but like. That's his game, and that's his style, and he keeps it within the rules.
1: Let me ask you this. If you substitute Cassian with Monaghan on that hit, are Ka- you losing, are you losing your shit? Cassian's way too stupid to figure that out. Are you losing your shit?
0: Of course I am, because it's the to Oilers. I am just. I'm completely
1: biased. Yeah, you are I being have, biased. I have no I think there's a, shame in admitting I think, that. You know what? I was asked by. A good buddy of ours saying like, well, I think the first one was borderline. Second one was fine. And even McDavid was yelling at him saying, head up, head up, head up. Right. Because he knew the fucking Kachuk was coming.
0: McDavid had a penalty on that play too that never got called because it's McJesus. That's McDavid.
1: That's a boarding play from behind. Like I'll get to that later. Actually, I have a fucking thing about that. But I think the first one borderline, I still think it's clean. I think they're all clean to me. If you if you slow down the replay, the way that like Cassian's head just like whiplashes in the first one, it looks like worse in slow motion than it does in real time. I mean, just to your point that you're saying, if you hear
0: McDavid telling him he needs to have his head up, and he's not aware, yeah, but that's on the second hit. Sure, at any point, I mean, he's been he's been warned. Basically, totally. when Kachuk hit him the first time and he's not aware that Kachuk is on the ice with him and you know they have a bit of blad, bad blood and they're going for it. Yeah. And he needs to be told by his captain to have his head up. What kind of hockey IQ are we talking about here for an NHL player? I right. mean, it shouldn't really be in question to begin with. But
1: well, in fairness, Cassie's not making any other team I mean, in the NHL.
0: I mean, yeah, you should be aware of what's going on in the game and you should be aware of what's coming at you. And if you've developed a rivalry like that, which the Oilers have unequivocally stoked going into this. And the Flames have been just, you know, kind of nonchalant about it like yeah, we're ready for whatever comes our way. And the Oilers have just been James Neal was just crying into the microphones.
1: <laughs> oh. Surprised he didn't like slip on his own stick and fall again. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I'm surprised he managed to walk at speed to get to those microphones to begin with, but yeah. like
1: well with those pearly whites, <laughs> how could you not? That um, must be
0: his eighth set of teeth, I think.
1: It's, it's up there. Oh, it could yeah. be double digits. Oh. Okay, so I'm only saying, and I know it's shocking you right now, but I'm only saying that the first hit is maybe borderline at best because at some point I did replace a Flames player in that play in my head going like, okay, I might have some outrage on the first one, but on the second one, no chance. On the third one, definitely no chance. Uh, uh, Okay, but I mean, at the end of the day,
0: player safety ruled it all clean. And maybe it's a problem with player safety because who is the player... Perot or something just got an elbow to the face and they did nothing about it. Right. A Winnipeg guy, maybe there's something that has to be looked at there. Like, right? or maybe we have to redefine the rules of the game, right? Or but, I,
1: no, I think I think you know, I uh, think the refs failed here. I, I don't yeah, think it's the game. The
0: refs failed because they didn't send McDavid to the box.
1: No, the refs. Well, the refs sure, but the refs failed on multiple facets of that game because. At some point, as a ref, you need to dictate what's acceptable, what's not. They kind of let everything go. And when you let everything go, all these professional hockey players who know the game, who play the game, who breathe and eat the game, they're going to push those limits as much as they can every single minute that passes by. And
0: isn't that the kind of game that Cassian should be excelling in where he can push absolutely, the limits? Absolutely. And he totally and he totally, pushed he the limits. Totally, you know and what? went beyond it. He, in comparison to Kachuk realizing that and taking advantage of that, I'll tell you, there's only one player on the ice who turtled that night, and it wasn't Matthew. That was pretty good. Not bad. I like that. Not bad. Yeah.
1: If we had a laugh track, I would... Or at least an applause track. Keep going.
0: I mean, I just look at it, and he... he, Kachuk played his game to a T. To a T. How... How... The fact that he he was on the ice for the winning goal on a power play that he drew from Cassian and we won the game, that's Matthew Kachuk's game to the finest. He absolutely rattled the Oilers. They're rattled for days. Look at how they talked about it to the press. Look how they reacted in that game.
1: Kachuk never even talks about it. Like, he just gets he just sits it. He and just he's like, just like you, like, you like, you know whatever. what, I'm glad I don't
0: have to make that call. And, right. and I can just see the Oilers sitting there looking at that and just punching their computer screens and just losing their minds if they're seeing that wherever they are, right? And it's just one player on our team has successfully inserted himself under the collective oily, greasy, dandruff-ridden skin of the Edmonton Oilers. And I couldn't be happier about that. Like, if I was the GM or the coach of the Flames, I would be – fucking ecstatic because the way he played that game and it was like you know what even if you're saying you're gonna bend some rules and make a hit that's been taken out of the game he didn't he didn't this isn't a matthew cook hit this isn't a raffi torres hit like he he didn't hit him from behind and those guys are notorious for clattering into the guy from behind and smash he goes into the boards right yeah none of these hits We're dirty, and I don't care what anyone else says. It was ruled on by the NHL Department of Player Safety, and he was exonerated. So in my opinion, Matthew Kachuk was the absolute star of that game, and he he was responsible in large part for us getting the two points and the Oilers getting none. And putting
1: us in the lead of the division.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? It's completely rattled Edmonton. Completely.
1: It just goes to show you how like of a fucked-up organization they are. The, the, this guy's living rent free in like all their heads right now. They can't handle
0: him. They can't handle him.
1: no, and in so we're gonna we're obviously gonna get this guy's already getting a lot of plaudits his way. Uh, mo like I don't know how you say it. even though I'm an immigrant myself, you think I'd know how to say this name, but anyhow, he um he put together a the billboard the guy. billboard thing. um we'll we'll retweet it as well. Not that we have much followers. I think but they, raised, they, they raised, raised all the money they necessary raised, for well, it, right? Well, CJ is paying for the billboard. The, the whole fundraising campaign is actually going straight to ALS. Yeah. So he raised like 20-something You know, thousand. and that
0: might be in response because the Oilers had a, like a rival account where they were raising money for a, a school lunch program here. Yeah. Which is like absolutely class in fairness, you know? Yeah,
1: we're, we're all doing some classy things, but the rivalry is back. Oh, because absolutely okay. Put aside the morons on Twitter, the moron Edmonton Oilers fan who's sitting there with his fake name account, with his fake name fucking bullshit, telling his bros that he can fucking lift 250, talking about how Matthew Kachuk's a bitch, blah blah blah. Shut the fuck up. All these guys that have never played the game before, or guys that don't have, haven't even played a fucking lick of competitive sports before, don't understand how unbelievable Matthew Kachuk was in playing his role. It was perfect. He was the agitator. He was a fucking guy on the – he got points. He made made a goon get a penalty. And not only that, on that power play, we got the game-winning goal. So good on him. He earned every cent that he deserved that night. Now, kind of rolling back here, when you look at the play and – you know, casting on the uh, on the post uh, the post game interview, he didn't even say the hit was dirty. So no. all these fucking Oilers fans, shut the fuck up! Just shut the fuck up. As Ricky Gervais said, take your drugs, get drunk, and fuck off. You don't need to fucking talk about this. It was not your player. Literally said there was no issues with the hit. So you know. Either you don't, so then you don't back your own player by saying Kachuk's hit was dirty or you're just a moron. So pick one. Either one, you look stupid. Moving on. Um, The whole idea of answering the bell. That's bullshit. So oh, I agree one hundred percent. I mean the there's no
0: way you can answer a bell when a guy's got you on your knees holding you by the neck and punching you in the back of the head.
1: And let me, yeah, and let me expand on that. Number one, answering the bell on clean hits, no. That no one's ever really needed to answer a bell on the clean head. I've seen it, but like it's not it's not that unwritten rule that he's talking about. He's talking about the dirty hit where you need to come back and need to fight the guy. I get that. That's not applicable here. Number two, talk about answering the bell. You had 10 fucking clean hits to the head. If you want to fight him to quote-unquote answer the bell, this was the best way for you to get back at Matthew Kachuk. Free blows to the head. You fucking asshole. You took headshots. You blew his head 10 times. 8 to 10 times. You're never going to be able to hit him like that in a real fight. Kachuk can hold his own in a fight. I I would I would say that Kachuk will likely lose that fight. Oh, Kachuk you know, knows he loses Kachuk, that fight. No, Kachuk,
0: Kachuk's honest about it. He yeah, says he I'm not fighting it. that guy. No,
1: yeah, Kachuk admitted he's, he's
0: absolutely. I I love. Ka- I got 13 goals, man. I'm a real player. Oh, man, I'm a I'm a real player. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not,
1: that's not really anything to brag about considering you play with mcdavid um but yeah like connor bounced
0: a few pucks in off my forehead i think that was the 14th i, I mean Dude, I, it's
1: it's off his it's off his arm give him some more credit he like moves his arm but like do you agree with me that like in a real fight with kachuk are is he going to get that many headshots no, no. not not
0: to the, the back of, i mean i don't know about you man but the back of my head feels a bit more vulnerable than the front
1: well, oh, total. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's, like and especially when I can't,
0: I can't do anything else. Like if I put my hands to guard the back of my head, I'm just, I'm being my head, the front of well, my head's being pounded into the, the ice while I protect myself. The right?
1: top of your head is pretty like, yeah, sweet, well, it's right? just a
0: natural reaction for him to do that because, and I mean, if I have any criticism of the Flames in this situation, it was like Lindholm. I feel like you could have done a little more to keep Cassian off him. Yeah, He was just like, uh, kind of like, uh, no, but uh, yes and no,
1: right? Yes and no. The this is, where I feel I was like a saying, face wash could have come in play here. I think Lindholm, I mean, he was kind of getting held back as well, but like, I think Lindholm could at least he tried to get his arm in like there, like the face wash, block yeah. his vision, like give him he the tried wash, to get his arm in there now. This is probably the only time I'll ever give Cassian some sort of credit. He actually did not. So Gio was actually in the way after the hit, after he while he was on the ground. Cassian actually got up and almost like let Gio get out of the way before he attacked Kachuk. Like Cassian, for for all the things that we can say about him as a hockey player and as a person who has pretty much no patience whatsoever, You know, he did the right thing by going straight at Kachuk, not bringing anyone else in. But yes, in the same token, it's like, okay, guys, you got to get your arm in there, at least hold his arm back or something, right? I know the guy's going Hail Mary, but when you see Hail Mary on your teammate's head, man, you got to get in there. More importantly, you got two referees surrounding that situation, and it's gone on five, six seconds, way longer than it should have. Yeah, and that's that was kind of my earlier point. Yeah, I think the ref that that the the pounding of the head there. it went
0: on aggressively.
1: Yeah. in that like case. two three hits to the head. I get. I think then the ref comes in, the second he kind of ragdolled him back to the ground. That refs should not. They should have dived in there. And I mean, I like how, I like how everyone had their two cents
0: about the Kachuk hits, but nobody had anything to say about that the, the hits by Cassian, the punches and
1: yeah. That was
0: upsetting to me, the way, especially the way the media portrays the Flames. I mean, we're still, we're still persona non grata to those guys, right? Like it's just, I don't know what it is about the Flames, but we're not, we're not a darling team of Canada when pretty much any of these other asshat teams could be. And there's just something about us that's hated by the rest of the country. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, everyone pretty much hates Toronto. They just don't realize it.
1: Well, they just it gives you that chip on your shoulder. Right? Yeah, like, and I mean know. I
0: think Matthew Kachuk is the perfect player that we need right now. And I I Did you want anything else to add on to this?
1: No, I just think that I am disappointed more so at the refs. Yeah. In the end, and I and I'm disappointed, look, I know there's smart Oilers fans out there. I'm I'm generalizing, but like I think you guys got to realize that 10 blows or 8 blows, whatever you want to count it at, that many blows to the head Nothing justifies that, especially these hits. These no. hits did not justify no. him potentially getting fucking completely concussed. Kachuk did not even approach it in a dirty way. Every single time Cassian got hit, he had the puck. Yeah, and, and
0: wasn't it their coach that said, you know, he needed to take a number and do it do it the proper way? Right. I thought their coach said, yeah, he needs to come off and take a number and not not yeah, react the way and, he did. And,
1: and again, Cassian didn't complain about the hits. So your own player is saying it's not really even that bad of a hit. Your own coach is saying basically like Cassian shouldn't have reacted that way. And now on top of that, you guys still have the audacity to, to think that he has to answer a bell for something that is not dirty. Get your fucking head checked. That's bullshit. I mean, so, I guess
0: when you're like Neanderthal knuckles are dragging along the floor, you react the only way you know how. I guess. but I mean, swinging your fists, man.
1: In, in in fairness though like you know if i'm if i'm cassian and i am typically the enforcer and i get smoked by a guy pretty much like a quarter of my size <laughs> three times and not only was it funny when he when Cassian got back in the game which again was a failure by the referee should have been kicked out he got back at the end of that third like halfway through that third Kachuk fucking hit him again I just, I just, I, I love the
0: initial reaction of just seeing the helmet pop off. And it was like, <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> but I mean, I wanted to segue a bit here and to just think this season, we've really seen Johnny's had a tough go of it. And we've been, I've been particularly hard on Johnny and Kachuk has emerged. So have I. Kachuk has emerged, but I think, you know, maybe in the second half of the season up to the playoff push here, a little bit of pressure off Johnny, like a little bit of the limelight off him, might might be just what he needs. Like, That's
1: a good point. All, all eyes are on Kachuk yeah, right like now. Like I right? feel like
0: maybe it's a it's a chance for him to just be a bit of a quiet superstar here, and yeah. you can really just just contributing like a point per game, point per game, point per game, but crucial points, two here or there, maybe a breakout game where you got three or four. But you know, I I if Johnny can. Let's, let's set it a little high. Exceed slightly over a point-per-game pace from here on out. I think that's mission accomplished. Like,
1: Yeah, if there's an There, was, there to, was an opportunity
0: that was presented to him from other players in the team that allowed him to excel, and I'd, I'd love to see that because I'm not sure if he thrived being the guy all the time. He's a supporting guy, right? You think so? He's not the guy.
1: He was the guy.
0: Yeah, he was, but I mean, what did it it didn't really get anything for us. I think he can flourish not being like the center of attention all the time. Just going out there doing his thing, kind of kind of as if the other team doesn't always have their sole focus on Johnny Goudreau. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. He could benefit from all of those things. And I just I would love to see that happen. I'd love it. And I mean, I think that bode well for us going into the playoffs if we uh, if we make it, which is another good segue into the tightness of the Pacific Division right now,
1: it's nuts. I and, and you know what? It, it's sad to see. It's sad to see, like. There's probably other factors that I don't think anyone knows yet, and probably will come out later. But Galant getting fired, mm-hmm. um, you what know, was like, up with that? I mean, there's something. There's got to be something more. Play or the owners just love to bore, right? And they're like, we just need this guy. But we don't why? Want to why? Well, what's to love about DeBoer? Maybe they're gonna lose him. Maybe they're thinking like, well, Seattle, right, is coming out now, and but but like, but you've still, still got a shooter, while, right?
0: You still got a while until. I mean, you could contact DeBoer and be like, listen, we 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 want. Him. I I don't, just don't see what's so lovable about this guy that you had to go out there and get him immediately. Well,
1: I don't think you contact anybody while you have your own coach, right? I I
0: heard that he just didn't get on with the GM.
1: I mean. There's, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, I mean, you you don't fire a guy that like just brought this team like helped lead this team back up to. But like, I the mean, top I three. know, I
0: I just don't understand how you can go for Pete Depore when uh, Bill Peters is available.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd go there. Too. Oh, <laughs> what right, is well. Bill
0: Peters doing right now? Well, he's he's fixing up his CV for Vegas. That's what he's doing.
1: No, he's not working in the NHL ever again, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> in that and for him because I, I, there's no coming back no um, just like those oh lead. man
0: just like those baseball guys well, there's like, there's yeah, no coming fuck. back for By those the guys. Way,
1: how fucked is that
0: oh i that is i i think this is worse than the steroids
1: yeah like i i think like because at the steroids at least i'll put it this way You still had to predict the pitch. You still got to hit the the ball. The problem
0: with this is that it was like fundamentally orchestrated by pretty much everybody, and then they won everything.
1: Well, when you're that elite status, that knowing what a curveball is coming or a fastball is coming, that's that's a beautiful advantage for you. If you're that good at baseball, you're going to fucking not we, Was it time? you
0: I was talking about the like s- taking a soccer penalty analogy? That was you? Yeah, we were talking Like about that. it's just it's if you're the goalie in soccer and you know which way it's going to go every time, you're going to save it hu- hugely more or whatever. Hugely. Like a, a large the percentage of you, more. The odds of you saving the odds it increase exponentially for you. Oh, you for know sure. which way it's going to go every time. And yeah. again, you're an elite level goaltender. Like your your save percentage is going to increase and I think the fact that they won everything and that they've, they dominated baseball for the past couple years, like goes to show. And, but I just wonder if other clubs have done similar things and they're just, oh, you know, gonna, it's, gonna it's gonna like the out. Harvey Weinstein thing all over again. Everyone's sitting there like, Oh my God,
1: <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah. when are these people going to come out? But well, I mean, that's the thing. Like I'm be- just
0: shocked how, how widespread it was like Carlos Beltran, the player didn't manage a day with the Mets and just resigned.
1: Yeah, because he's terrified. He's like, "Fuck that! I'm not get like, oh. it's it's pretty damning at that point, right?" But this is definitely worse than the steroid thing, because again, like Mark McGuire, whoever else, like fucking Barry Bonds, they still had to hit the ball. Like you, you can have that extra strength in you, but you still got to predict it. You still got to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, right? that's that's a fair analysis. I, I mean, mean, if you think about it, like if you if you had like the Mariners, right, who were one of the worst in baseball, these guys. If you if they knew what pitch they were getting, they might make a run to make the playoffs at that point. That's the difference between not making the playoffs and making the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, it's a
0: huge difference. Right? But I mean, I think you have to look at your game fundamentally and what you're allowing to happen and the increases in technology. And maybe you just say, I don't know. I feel like when things like this happen and teams are looking to get an edge on everything, you just have to you have to relax the rules and let everyone do it and then you have to come up with more creative ways to hide your pitches but it's it's I feel be, like that's what has to happen it, i agree and but the other trusting these guys to not do anything is not going to work cuz someone else is going to do it later well, and they're going to find a way not to get caught
1: didn't, didn't didn't baseball like when boston was getting accused of it wasn't like the commissioner of baseball, like, okay, guys, fuck, that's enough. Anytime, if you get caught doing this shit again, we're starting to bring that, we're going to bring down the hammer on this.
0: Well, but uh, everyone's thinking they didn't bring down the hammer because everyone, you know what? No one's really saying they should have been stripped of their title. Yeah, which is fucked. I don't think so. I think the, I think the punishment needs to be severe, but I think the rules need to change because. I don't know. Fuck, it's baseball, right? They're riddled. They're clearly riddled with problems. Some relevance with
1: hockey because if you look at hockey's going through something similar. How how do you cheat
0: like that in hockey, though?
1: No, I'm not talking about the cheating part, but like how the league needs to start setting up some standards for certain things to not happen. Sure, hockey's going through a a
0: cultural revolution. Baseball is going through a complete revolution. Yeah,
1: exactly, and. Baseball has always been kind of fucked when it comes to that stuff, right? Like, I, I think, don't. Yeah, I agree. I think 100%, baseball's always right? had, you know, this lingering. Like a-
0: anything, man. There's so much cheating in baseball. Like the pitchers with the sandpaper, the hitters with the cork bat. It's everywhere. And, it's everywhere.
1: And there's always been the there's been a few allegations about the gambling behind baseball. Oh I'm yeah, like, yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff with baseball, and because there's so many games in a season, like, so what if I gamble in a couple of games? Like, who gives a shit, right? Um, no one's going to catch me. Um, and then hockey is going through the cultural revolution of these coaches who are getting let go because they, you know, said a racial slur, beat the crap out of a player or whatever. You know, I wonder if the Gallant thing has something to do with that. I, of
0: course, how can you not, right? How can you not at this
1: point? Yeah. We can't help but assume that that could be a situation. I'm not saying it is, but you know, at some point they might, they might've been like, okay, look, Hey, you know, you've done a lot for us. Let's not make this public. We're gonna let you go. Um, we'll protect you. We'll, we'll just keep this like non-disclosure. You go to Seattle or whatever team's gonna pick you up. We'll just fucking brush this on the carpet. And maybe it comes up in ten years, whatever. But by then he won't give a shit. I, I, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, but I mean, it's I, it's feel a, like long, I feel like I feel like Vegas. Strength.
0: If they knew something like that, they would have just let it leak, and then they would have had grounds to dismiss Gallant immediately.
1: Yeah, but that's dirty too. That's dirty from the Are you club telling me these
0: executives are, wouldn't do the dirty over someone that they wanted to get rid of? I, mean, I don't believe it. I don't believe it.
1: I mean, imagine that leaking, though. That, that you as an organization purposely waited for it to come out, and then you let him go. No, I'm
0: saying the organization knew about it, and they leaked it. Or they, they allowed it to come out, and but yeah, none but that, of that, none that, of that occurred. Like, none,
1: okay, you know what? The, you know what? No one anybody. really
0: knows. No one really knows
1: why he got fired, yeah, except th- the people who fired him. That's true. So I guess we'll find out. We're just speculating
0: at this point, right? And I mean, speculation is rife considering what's going on in the NHL, but fuck, it's Vegas. I don't give a shit. They can do whatever they want. I hope they just smolder and die in their hockey life. Well, I
1: I wonder what's going to...
0: By that, I mean they just crash and burn and and don't win games. That's what I mean. That's a
1: little harsh. Um, It's just interesting to see what sports is going through this year. Like, baseball's got their big thing now. Hockey had its... This is like hockey's biggest like uprising that yeah, I that I remember. Probably like, yeah. I remember the only other uprising that I've seen from a kind of league wise standpoint was the last lockout. Where even the fans were like, We need a representative of the table as fans because we pay for everything. And it's like actually it's not a bad idea, but how the fuck do you pick one person? But they don't to do that? pay for everything. Well by and large, without the fans, there's no league. I I agree 100%, but saying you
0: pay for everything is wrong because there's so much sponsorship okay, we, and TV we can, money.
1: We can split the hairs here, but like without not, the fans, zero I, fans means no league. I mean, you're right. And without the fans,
0: there's no point in watching the game because the fans make the game what it is. Absolutely. But to have that argument is kind of...
1: Having a fan at the table, though, is not horrible.
0: I don't disagree at all, but to say that we pay for 100% of everything is... Is, is false, right. but you just need to, I, hey, I don't know, yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. We're really,
1: we're really deviating. You, here, you
0: screwed up, Jenk, you fool. Way to go. You can do the intro next time. <laughs> the and fu- and the my f- name f- is Cenk, it's episode 53 of the same Sandcast, and we're here with
1: Tyler, and we're going to talk about uh, the flames. That, this is where the 48% is coming in right now. <laughs> What's next on that piece of shit paper you keep writing on,
0: man? What are you writing on? You can't read my writing anyhow, so what does it matter?
1: Where did you find this cardboard?
0: Anyway. It, was the, uh, it was from the beer that we bought. Okay, anyway. We got Heinekens, and it come with that stupid cardboard. Yeah,
1: I can't read your writing, man.
0: So let's talk about, like, beat the Rangers, beat the Wild, beat the Hawks, beat the Wild again, beat the Oilers, lost to the Canadians, beat the Leafs. Pretty good run.
1: So far, so good. 2020. you have
0: a highlight game in that package?
1: Edmonton, for sure. Okay,
0: aside from the Edmonton game.
1: Last game against Toronto. Like, and it was more of a personal thing to see Riddick really bounce back there because like, I'm a big Riddick fan. I don't like 1A, 1B. Not that I'm against so, the idea of okay. seeing Tal- Talbot do well. Obviously, I want him to do well, too. I, need the te- I want the team to win. But I want a number one, and I wanted Riddick to bounce back from his pretty shitty performances lately. And that was important for me to see because I thought he might get into that mental rut of like, fuck. But Tal, like-
0: okay, so Talbot had the run of three starts and he got NHL third star of the week. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that was a bit. It, it seems like that was a bit uh, a deviation from the norm because I think Riddick started against the Canadians and then he played in Toronto. Yeah. So it seems like, it seems like we're we're not back to one A one B. It seems like Riddick is our guy. That's yes. just I mean, just yes. completely initial gut reaction just from seeing that. And I mean
1: Yeah, because if it was one A one B. If it's anything, Talbot, I right? think
0: it was good coaching. Maybe they realize Riddick needs a bit of a break and Talbot's in a bit of a string of form here. Let's let's let him play. And then when Riddick came back, it wasn't the worst game against the Canadians from, from not, his not standpoint.
1: At all. Not
0: at all. He did let in a bit of a softy on the first goal, in my opinion, but again, we didn't produce much offensively and then had a whale of a game against Toronto. Totally. So, I know. I, I know in our personal chat, I was I was like critical of him. But I mean, I I I feel to justify that, I feel like I guess if you look at some of these NHL goalies like like a Binnington, like a Holtby, like a Murray, when they had their chance, they took it and they ran with it, and the other guy didn't even get a sniff in. And Riddick perhaps hasn't done that, but maybe he hasn't had the chance, and maybe it's been. You know, six of one, half half a dozen of the other, where we haven't really provided him with the opportunity to do so, nor has he really snatched completely his chances. Yet still here we are with a guy who looks like our bona fide starter who is going to the all-star game. So I mean, I don't know, maybe it's worked out in the end.
1: Yeah, like I think that's where you and I have disagreed often. It's just I think he has taken his chance and I think he is doing well with his chance, and I think he has set himself. Just because he had three or four bad games doesn't make him, you know, doesn't put him in a situation where he hasn't taken advantage of what's been given to him. He had a great year until like that four game kind of slump that he had. My biggest worry was more is he going to get over this mentally? Because I think nothing is shittier than having put in such an amazing performance and all of a sudden it's like everybody forgot about all that because you had a couple bad games and now you're viewing the game from the bench, like, that's got to fuck with you a little bit, mentally, as a goalie. Because now you're saying, like, well, my backup now is killing it. Three great games, third star of the NHL. How do you not, like, get in your head a little bit, right? And maybe, and that's the difference between a professional athlete and someone like me, right? Because he doesn't let it get to him. It's obvious he didn't let him get to him. He was amazing as Toronto. Like, I haven't seen him that confident in months. Like, that was... Not only was he making the saves, he was back to his old mannerisms of like that body language where he's like, "Come on, let's fucking go!" Like yeah. he, he was so into the game that like, and he even said in his uh, interview, um, he was like, "I got my confidence back. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. good." Like those are things that I was more worried about more than anything. Yeah. Right. I, I don't personally care that Talbot takes over number one and and we make the playoffs because Talbot's killing it. No, I don't really. I don't really care about that. It's more of me being like, it would be such a fucking shame to lose a player because he got in his head like that he just fucked up and all he did wasn't good enough.
0: I mean, alternatively, maybe they really know how to manage him and yeah, a and little blip in the road they've handled quite well.
1: And maybe we got some it's, PTSD in how we handle our goalies. Right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I'm still disappointed
0: that players like Gillies and Parsons who were projected to be NHL goalies, I'd say, just didn't pan out. And now yeah. we're you know our attention's turned on this Dustin Wolf guy who was a seventh round pick. I mean I'm not holding my breath it's it's a it's a real happy story. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah,
1: total long shot right
0: <sighs> complete but long shot it'd be great if, but
1: but that's the story that usually works. It's the guy that gets called up from the seventh round, maybe out I mean, of nowhere and then like starts killing it right hopefully we don't have to go through that, and Riddick is just so one. do you
0: think and like I've been impressed with the way we've handled things here. And it it looks like we're starting to heat up, especially with six wins uh, out of the past seven games. But is this a case of we might be peaking a little too early or are we getting hot just at the right time?
1: I think we're getting hot at the right time at this point, at this juncture, because we're not like sweeping. It felt like we were sweeping the West at one point last season around this time. And then it was around this time where Johnny in the first line started slumping. And Riddick started slumping and there was like rumor about him being injured and then all this bullshit, right? So this is that critical juncture in the season that we see, that we saw last season. We're kind of on the rise, whereas we were peaking last season. So maybe let's see how it happens. Uh, but it you know what? Out, right? Our
0: our our demon in waiting is the All-Star game coming up here. And who knows how we respond after that? Because last year we, we had a dip in form after the All-Star break. That's for sure. You
1: know, what would be interesting to see. You brought up a really good point, which is very rare. But like, if you think about, wow, if you think about the the whole Kachuk, the whole Kachuk thing, how you said that that might distract from like any attention away from Johnny. I think we should go one step further and distract the team away from any type of like limelight and let Kachuk handle all this bullshit. Because, you know, last season, if you think about it. Johnny was in the limelight because he was nailing it in the fucking skills competition. He was nailing it in the league. He was... he was. Well, he's not going score. this year, I don't think. Is he's he? not going this year. And on top of that, like, you know, the guys were getting some crazy pressure because they were doing so well in the season. So after the All-Star break, a couple losses come your way and all of a sudden everyone's like fucking going like, what the hell do we do? Right? All eyes are on us. Media's saying this. Fans are saying that. I'm not fucking scoring enough. I'm Johnny Goudreau. Like... All this stuff comes down, now it's all about Kachuk. And Kachuk can handle it. He's got thick skin, man. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. That post game interview after that Oilers game saying like he can do that and then we'll get the power play, we'll get the goal, and we'll get first place. We don't care. And he ended the interview like that. How amazing was that? Whereas, you know Love it. Yeah. Whereas casting goes off about how bad how stupid the whole situation was for five minutes and how he was a quote unquote pussy, right? <laughs> He literally said that. So anyhow, let's see how this pans out. Maybe the Kachuk thing really uh, helps this team big time mentally.
0: I, I don't think it can hurt. And I mean, to the point of form, I think, I think it's important that whatever we do, we, we find some, some heat in March Yeah, because we have to go into the playoffs with a team that's been winning. And rather than resting on our laurels and going in first and then having a first round match against a really hot Colorado team like we did last year, whatever place we go into the playoffs, it has to be in a run of form. And I think that should be the focus of this club from here on out. I'm, I'm, I, my PTSD is kicking in hard and I'm saying we're going to have a dip after the All Star break. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. But like, oh man, it's perennially happened for us. We're used to it. Um, I don't know if there's any way to avoid it just by the nature of the hockey gods, but I think the most important thing is that somewhere in March, we string together three, four wins, lost, three, four wins, lost, and find find a bit of heat that we can carry forward into the playoffs because that's going to be the litmus test this year for this club for me is how well they respond in the latter half of the season and going into the, the last few weeks of regular season hockey into the playoffs.
1: And do we make any tweaks along the way?
0: You mean like a, like
1: a deadline day or, edition?
0: Yeah. I mean, what's I, it depends say, what say place we're in, right? Say
1: we're in this position right now.
0: Yeah, we're we're in, we're in a dogfight for the Pacific. I mean, what's available? What's what are you gonna add? Someone from Minnesota? Someone from Anaheim? Someone well, you from San Jose? We can't add anyone
1: from Minnesota because they're probably making that push too.
0: No, I'm pretty sure they're gonna sell. You think so? They look like sellers. Yeah, I mean. We'll see I least. don't know. It's all going to depend on who's available and what's going to well, complement our roster. And perennially, like, our deadline day moves are for the Chris Stewart's of the world. Yes. We don't need that. We yeah. don't need that.
1: As an aside, we probably also need to really, um, aside from additions, I would say the only tweak that I would really implore is if is going to get this kind of, like, attention at this point, he keeps playing like this. He's got to get protected too. I mean, we're, I know he could take a hit and whatever, but someone's got to be on the ice ready to fucking pound on a guy that tries to take a dirty hit on we him. We have like we have guys like that. We have no, Ronaldo. We don't. Ronaldo. We don't. we don't.
0: Ronaldo can't do that. Ronaldo can't fight Cassian. Then why did we sign this guy? What about Lucic?
1: Lucic won't fight him. Uh, well then, well I don't know who will then. My problem with Lucic right now. I don't now, think we need Lucic another. Lucic has not been the deterrent that I've hoped that he could be. He hasn't been. He gets the odd big hit here. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the guy, but I don't think he's Buddy, enough the deter- guy dyed
0: his hair bleach blonde, man. What kind of deterrent Looking is that? feel
1: like D- Dennis the Menace doesn't fucking do anything for me. Okay, let's <laughs> move on from that. I'm saying you need a guy that's going to literally jump over the boards and beat the shit out of someone for ta- taking a dirty hit on Kachuk. Because it may happen. Right. Mark my words, Cassian is going to try to find a way to fucking get him back. And Cassian's is not smart enough to do a clean hit but strong hit on this guy. Kass- we saw what he did. He could I mean, have hospitalized I, the guy. I, I, I,
0: right? I, I, I don't know. And nobody did anything there, well, about that it. Not, that trade is not going to happen before the 29th.
1: I know, no, it can happen before the 29th. Of and I mean,
0: we're can. forgetting something here that that Frolic trade still went down and we're still sitting on our hands waiting to see what's going to happen.
1: That's fair. But all I'm trying to say is what we need to fix now is someone deterring anyone trying to take a dirty hit on Kachuk or anyone for that matter. I, I disagree. I no, think we have... I you think know what? Kassian came back in that game. Nobody challenged them. Nobody challenged him for him punching Kachuk in the head. I think head ten I times. think the
0: mood of the game maybe uh, implied that a challenge wasn't necessary because Why? it How was, was. It, not it necessary? became a hockey game at that point, and we're focused on the two points.
1: Dude, if you're gonna have a fight with this guy, it's not gonna be a, a, a detriment to the game. You're just gonna send a message. <sighs> I mean, back what if you
0: take guy? the pa- what if you take a penalty for instigating and, and then they score?
1: Okay, let's let's call spade a spade here. You're not going to really have a problem instigating with Cassie. And maybe maybe it, it's just Kachuk's
0: like, you know what? I did my job. Let's not take any stupid know, penalties because of this guy. Okay,
1: but it's okay. I my don't p- know,
0: man. I think the NHL is changing and that jump well, the over NHL's the boards, beat the shit them. out of this no, guy approach NHL, might be gone. Dude,
1: the NHL's not changing. You know, a two game suspension is actually a fucking joke for a guy that could have, like, hospitalized this guy. I, I agree 100%. So then the NHL's not changing. <laughs> it's not, though. Okay. Dude, nobody fought this guy when he got back. Kachuk yeah, uh, goes back in and hits well, him. it sounds
0: like nobody, if if Lucic and Ronaldo aren't going to fight this guy, who is on the flames? But and who is in the NHL? I'm, that's all who I'm is? trying to do. Yeah, but it's it's
1: not like we have to give up Goudreau to find a guy like
0: that. But who is, the who is? tell me the player that's going to fight Cassian we all day, guy, every day.
1: We had a guy on Stockton two <laughs> <Yeah>. years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. We don't have him anymore, but his name is Oleg Yavenko. <laughs> and I looked him up. This was like two years ago when he was on Stockton. Okay, this guy is a goon. Like, can he only turn one way or what? Like, He's, what? he's he he's two hundred and thirty-five pounds, six foot seven. Okay, defender. Yeah, he could fight. He's just he could a fight Cassian. Fucking beast. Okay, and let me just read you his stats here penalty minute-wise. So, at the A with the Stockton Heat in 2017-2018, 23 games played, 79 penalty minutes. And the season before that with the Cleveland Monsters, 49 games, 90 penalty minutes. And then before that, the Lake Erie Monsters, which were before they were relocated, 54 games, 152 penalty minutes. This is a guy who right now is playing in Dynamo Minsk in the KHL. God knows why. Well, I probably know why. Anyway, we need a guy like this kind of on standby. And I don't care what anyone says to me. You need someone that can go on the ice and scare the shit out of everybody. That's your guy. And I, if anyone's listening by now, I implore you to look this guy up on YouTube and look at his fights. Every single fight started with him making a massive fucking hit, and he barely even moved his body to make those hits. Basically, guys run into him, and they fucking look like they get clotheslined. Like, he is so big. I'm not saying go sign this guy for one week before that game next week against the Oilers, but what I'm saying is you need someone like that on the team, ready to be called up. It's not Ronaldo, and it's not Lucic. This guy will make Ronaldo and Lucic look pretty weak. I just don't think... Okay, absolutely. But I just don't
0: think that's going to happen by then. It should by happen then. Is and what I'm saying. I, I mean, if we had this guy in our organization, why didn't we keep him?
1: Because there, there is no room for that in the modern game. That's what I said. That's I what know, I said but, like but five minutes room, ago. But there's room for it now. There's room for it now. The Battle of Alberta is back. It's back in a big way. There are fucking billboards coming up, making fun of each other. You should thank, you fucking Oilers fans should thank Matthew Kachuk for bringing back the Battle of Alberta. He's the reason why we're getting billboards bought up. In the worst economy in Alberta's history, people are forking up 20 fucking grand to put up a billboard. To put rent-free in your head that Kachuk is the greatest instigator in Flames history beside Vili Niemann. The only difference is Kachuk is a good player. And there you go. The Battle is back. Therefore, you need to bring one enforcer back. We need somebody ready on standby. That's not going to cost you money. It's going to cost you a fucking entry-level contract. <laughs> we got the room.
0: Okay, I mean, I, I I find your point a bit contradictory when you said the NHL changed and it. The but NHL it, it,
1: changed, but the but Battle for, of Alberta. For, for
0: this one moment, we need this guy. But, Absolutely,
1: uh, every Battle of Alberta game, I mean, you need that guy, on At the
0: end of the day, mark the 29th on your calendars, because oh my gosh, that's gonna be a what a game that that's Fellas, gonna be. It's
1: gonna be one fucking hell of a that's game. That's
0: gonna be. Uh, and that's immediately after the All Star break, isn't it? So hey, maybe we we shake off the cuffs right away. I mean, if we can go three and zero in the Oilers this season right out of the gate, whoo! <laughs> sign me up for another billboard, my friends.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. It's good to see the way. It's good to see that Battle of Alberta back because I feel like it was sort of lacking that extra bite. Like we didn't post the link up, but in nineteen, what was eighty seven? Oh yeah, yeah, eighty seven, yeah. That, we'll
0: post it tonight.
1: Yeah, we'll post it tonight. But uh, it's, it's so good to see that. Ba- as long as it's not dirty, dirty like someone getting hurt, this is some good shit. And as Ed Whalen would have said, it's a ring-a-ding-dong-dandy a ring that's fucking coming up here pretty soon. So um, anyway, that's my nostalgia for the day.
0: Anything else? No. I think that's good that's a wrap episode 52
1: and we're sending the jersey over to our winner um and we'll hopefully have another contest at some point here soon we got we actually got some people wanting to get more involved with us so that's kind of cool
0: yeah and like 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 we've always said you know anything you want us to discuss or hear our take on it let us know and we'll talk about it on the show um i mean as we always say we love interacting with you guys and it's a big reason why we do this and it truly enriches our Flames experience. I know it's been a great run for both of us, um, and it's just its just a ton of fun. So get involved, ask us anything, and we'll chat about it. And uh, I think that's a wrap for Episode 52. So, again, thanks so much for listening. Have yourselves a great evening or a good morning or a wonderful afternoon wherever you are. Take care. Bye-bye.